You're listening to Mission Control. G'day, people. Um, episode 20... 27. <laughs> We've come a long way. Uh, Laith is here again. Hi, Laith. Oh, hi there. How you been? 27 is as high as you, you guys can count. Yeah. So what are you going to do from, from there? I don't know. <laughs> just, unless unless we hit the, the, the 27 club and it just dies from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Just no podcasts after this. Just <laughs> prematurely dies. You go back to the beginning and you rise like a phoenix from the ashes. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> you relive everything yeah. again. <laughs> uh, I you didn't even the- think we'd get into double digits, but now. Should go the Hollywood way and then just like do remakes. Of all the previous episodes? Yes. <laughs> just have the same batch of guests. And change everything yeah, that people liked about the previous episodes. Exactly. Ones. <laughs> just, ruin, just ruin everything. Uh, Dude, spin-off podcasts and... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Side podcasts and stuff. <laughs> How you been, man? I've been very well. Yeah. You've got a lot of stuff on your plate at the moment? Uh, it, it's hard to say if it's a lot more than usual or mm. the same amount or just a different plate. I think it's a different plate. They're different uh, plates. Different plates. It's not spinning plates. Used to be, <laughs> I think I used to spin plates. Right, right. But now it's just like, an, it's a nice plate. A nice clean it's uh, a, it's cutlery. Not, it's not clean. There's a bit of dirt on the plate. Silver cutlery on the side. Yeah, there's definitely some cutlery. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? There's, you've got some, some stuff happening in New York, I hear. Yeah, I'm going to New York for um, part of an exhibition, mm-hmm. which is on the tarot. Tarot exhibition. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, it's put together by Collective Seven Seven Seven, which is a an art collective that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, doing some musical pieces, cool. doing uh, an interpretation or my interpretation of the Hangman's card, the Chariot, uh, and oh, gosh, what's the other one? Oh, Death. No, the devil. The <laughs> devil. <laughs> yeah. I just remember. I caught, I, caught my, I caught my reflection. And I suddenly remembered. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm doing devil. that, That's right. and I'm trying to do uh, a sort of photograph, yeah, photographic, and sort of uh, maybe a video interpretation of the chariot card as well. Interpretive so, dance as well. Uh, I could You're come get into naked, it. Naked yeah. with some Fuck. Why not? I'm going to be there, so I might as well do the, <laughs> the choreography for it. Yeah. So I'm going there for that, and also to um, I'm going to have the, the lights album. It's going to be out mm-hmm. for next month. So I'm going to do this thing I've never done before. It's like you take your music to people, like, you know, in another country and try and set up meetings or talk to people and, you know, drop it in radio stations and stuff like that over there and say, hey, since it's a shitty band from, from Perth, because, you, know, you know, no one else does that. You know. Get out of my office. Everyone sits, everyone sits in Perth and says, you know, I'm in a band. Mm, and I'm true. like, nah, I get this new idea. It's going to fucking... Put, get up in people's faces with it all around the world internationally yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take, take it out of perth you know yeah, yeah. you just like head, head into a radio station with some plastic guns with, with tabasco sauce yeah get oh, man. Blade on the air. It, anything can happen i mean it might be me sitting there like you know at a, at a cafe going oh that guy's not gonna show up <laughs> yeah. but have a go at it you know so okay so uh, it's a a tarot ex is the whole exhibition is on tarot yeah. or it, yep. it's okay right yep so there's a lot of um artists contributing uh, it's photographic work there's uh paintings and there's music cool so, so it's like uh expressive art to do with tarot mm. on the subject well of they're tarot. kind of like reinterpretations of the cards oh, okay you know right. so um yeah do you actually uh study tarot do you read it's, up on it yeah it's part of uh it's part of my it's encapsulated in my interests okay yeah. cool wow. do 
Do tarot cards themselves have a meaning per card, or is the meaning based on the way that you present sort of mm. the cards, or how does... It's contextually different yeah. for every person, I, right? That's I mean, like the, the decks, when the, as they were designed by different people, they like to put their own twists and stuff, but they are, there's a, a Kabbalistic uh message or mm-hmm. that kind of thing in each card and so there's it's a there's a journey throughout the meanings of the cards and stuff like that and then when you receive the cards it works in a i guess i can it might might call it like a synchronicity to the to the viewer right when you take the interpretation and as, it, as it's presented to you it means certain things okay, um, okay. it has a message in it and then you figure out how that's how that applies to you mm. So, okay. so right. doing it as an art piece is really, it's really interesting because you are obviously you're interpreting it. Mm. But I am like for the cards that I'm, stu- you know, I'm I'm studying the meanings of the cards, and then looking at how they apply, the meanings apply to me visually, what appeals to me, and how I turn that into music, mm-hmm. you know, and then and also visual. But. So what's what's tarot used for? Is it used to? Uh it's, it's divination. <laughs> is it used to influence the outcome, or mm. is it more just a, a, a kind of outlining what would happen? It's a it's a, a divination thing. So it's okay. basically you know like you like the cliche go see the gypsy and she does your tarot and and you know you go oh that's I won't buy that car you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know or something like that you know not mm. not perhaps not so mundane right. It's meant to be like sort of a foreshadowing, like what's meant to happen or something like that you see a lot of movies where they sort of go to um you know tarot reading and they wrote wall over cards mm-hmm. and then you know the roll of death card over means oh something bad's going to happen or something yeah. like that well there's yeah in cinema the way you see the tarot cards portrayed is always in this ominous sort of context you know um the crazy I, witch lady in that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that kind of thing so yeah it's it's an interesting thing to play around with and learn and um you know, I'm still doing a lot of study on it. There's still by no means a, like anything, mm-hmm. you can, any subject we can talk about, um, by no means an authority on anything. But, mm-hmm. um, but I find, I found the task of, of like, it's been given this, hey, this is, this is what we're doing. You're part of it. Um, now that has driven me to explore it more, which is interesting because I love my esoteric stuff. So I wonder yeah. if there's a way to count tarot cards. <laughs> Count? So you know what's going to happen. I can't say that it's, it'd be good for like a game of Go Fish or anything like that, but I'm sure you could <laughs> play blackjack with tarot cards. <laughs> so, several hands of tarot, and then you know what's going to happen. So. Well, yeah. it'd be funny to yeah, like get Uno and then try and try and <laughs> devise a way for Uno to be a uh, divinatory. Um, <laughs> Draw <laughs> four. Damn it. Well, ah. you could look at the you know the gemat the gematry or. Um, you know, you get the numbers. If you get like the number four and Uno, you could look into the meaning of four and what right. that represents. <laughs> you could, there's ways, man. You could do it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, every picture symbolizes mm. some sort of a conceptual thing, right? Mm. So yeah. death doesn't necessarily mean death. No. It just means something that's probably part of your life will yeah. leave or and then an end to something and a new beginning for something yeah. else or? yeah absolutely I mean for instance the chariot card is I've been something I've spent a lot of time on now mm-hmm. and that is incredibly relative to me because um, it's just prior to the start of a, of a big journey and the journey can be a literal one like you know I'm going here yeah or it can mean an inner sort of 
about to embark on a, on a personal path or mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And there's the period that leads up to that, what, what decisions you make and mm-hmm. you analyze yourself. Um, it's got like a guy in gold armor sitting, you know, between two wheels and there's pillars and there's, um, you know, four like Sphinx like characters at the, at the front and they rep- and they're in different color schemes and that represent, you know, black and white. There's a duality thing there. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the charioteer is holding, um, like a grail, which is like kind of like the steering wheel in a way. Okay. Um, and the grail can, has like the blood of the saints in it. And also, so it's like full on shock with meaning and yeah. this kind of stuff. And then, so I look at that and go, okay, well, I'm going to take on this really ambitious project where I'm going to leave the country, you know, and make these decisions to go and do this journey, you know, and I have to put all of that in place before I even start working on it you know what i mean you know like there's it's a big leap of faith or you know that kind of stuff but it's also putting all your you know putting all your cards on the table so to speak right and going pun intended fuck yeah let's do this big ambitious thing you want to do this let's fucking do it yeah yeah which is uh, any creative pursuit is like that Right, yeah, so, that's pretty interesting. So the, that card's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's it. one of the good cards that you want to get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so it, the cards are drawn at, like for for a tarot reading. Mm. I know you you probably yeah yeah you probably don't know um, everything about it. No, I've never yeah. even had a tarot reading. Yeah, no. but um, I'm assuming they 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 shuffle the cards obviously, mm. so there's no order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and what they they draw them mm. randomly, and that kind of tells kind of a yeah. rough outline of what's to come i think usually it's three cards mm-hmm. a three card draw kind of thing like that right and then there's also uh the direction that the card it sits uh. up or down so chariot card up means one thing chariot card reverse means another and then that hangman because i'm doing the hangman that's always fun because people say that the way the hangman is is actually upside down anyway so but I don't know how much of the upside down thing is actually um, has always been a thing, or if that's something added by. Right, right. You know, isn't that a very like coincidental type thing? If you're just shuffling cards and then just drawing whatever cards, yeah, it's sort of more. Yeah, you mean it is, ran- like just random. It's, stuff? A, it's almost like you know you're going to get whatever cards, yeah. and you find a way to. That's that's the thing. It says more about yeah. the reader than it does about the text. Yeah, you know what I mean, you right. you divine the meaning. That's when it's when it's say it's like it's a divination like that's for you to it's actually like a divining rod is that you find what is yeah relative yeah. to you in in that you know right right yeah so so you, it's yeah, you, fun to do because you can analyze what true, you get yeah. and what it means to you and then that, that helps like as a soul searching thing you know and, mm. uh, so it's fun. Mm. Slip, slip one card up your sleeve, and then if you're not happy with it, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I like it. You're adding this like gambling kind of like <laughs> casino esque thing to it, and I think that there's there's, there's merit in exploring that. Actually, <laughs> I'm a, a card game yeah. person, yeah. so when it comes to cards, it's always like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, most people are more concerned about you know going into tarot reading and just it being a crock of shit, and someone sitting there and, and cold reading them and saying you know oh did someone. Coast, you just die recently, you know, you, you know, yeah. because you can cold, cold read that shit off, you know, of people most of the time. Mm. Like that episode of South Park. <laughs> Have you seen the John Edwards one? No, no, <laughs> I think great. I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah, I like, think I've um, seen bits of that one. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's funny stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, have you played with anything else? like? People are always scared of uh, Ouija boards for some reason. Mm. Mm, um, they are, a lot yeah. of people will have. I haven't met one person 
it's weird that people that don't believe in any of this shit still won't play with a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ouija board. I know. I've never played with. I got when I was in New York last. Actually, um, I was at this uh, diner and they had just a, a Ouija board, just like off to the side. They had like cool toys and crap like that. And I pulled the Ouija board out and you know laid it out on the diner table. And had it, but you know it's, it was breakfast. I didn't you know <laughs> conjure shit except for like you know a vegan burger. And right. Some, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> but um, funny enough in. In the comic shop the other day, or when I say the other day, a couple of months ago, because I work in a comic book store. Yeah. Um, so this girl came in, uh, would have been 15, 16. She came in, wanted to buy a Ouija board. And we were like, well, well, no, we don't, we don't sell them. Hmm. I don't even know where you, you get one. But my coworker at the time was like, oh, I've got a, fuck, I was like, a, I've got a spirit crystal or some shit. <laughs> it was like some, it was some other form. Because there's, yeah. there's lots, you know, there's lots yeah. of these weird hokey yeah, magic stuff yeah. yeah and i can't remember what it was called but yeah this girl came and um my coworker actually brought it in and gave it to her and sure enough she like this girl came back in like a week later and you know she said she was gonna bring in you know the spirit crystal or whatever the fuck it was yeah uh, it was like a, it was a, basically a crystal ball like it was a you know like, and um and she got it and we haven't seen the girl since but it was interesting that there was like a she's dead now <laughs> she's probably dead now yeah. <laughs> unleash the spirits from the crystal uh, it's weird stuff anyway 20 dollar crystal from things yeah it, it honestly looked like that hey it was like a it had like a real like a faded old box and stuff like that like it was yeah. you know brought out by mattel yeah. <laughs> you know, like in the 80s <laughs> uh, what was that um it's like the first night we were in LA, we went to that bar. Was, I think it was called the Dark Bar or something like that. I called it the Dark Bar because it was very dark and I didn't know what the actual name was. Yeah. But um, well. yeah, it had uh, Ouija boards on the... Well, the, the, yeah. ta- the table that you sit at mm-hmm. was a, a Ouija That's board. fantastic. Yeah. I just imagine yeah. getting too many drinks in you and then just putting empty glasses on the <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah, just imagine the, the empty glasses just, you know, moving to, like, you know, have uh, another, another beer. beer. <laughs> this thing is... <laughs> This thing's fucking rigged, or man. Tip, it's telling me to drink tip more. Wells. Yeah. <laughs> Spend more money. That's it. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the actual, I don't know what you call it, the uh, the glass thing mm. that you move around. Mm. Mm. But mm. you can, can you essentially make your own? Or is it meant to be something about the actual board itself? No. No, you can it's make not your... like imbued with energy first or something well, and then sold. Like the thing. It's, it? No, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, like I said, it's all about you. Mm. Yeah. So fucking twigs man twigs it can be yeah vo- like voodoo type stuff you know it's gonna <laughs> yeah. throw the throw the bones man you know like mm. the, the, like there's some of the dice other dice as well dice, dice yeah, yeah, yeah 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 there's there's all kinds of stuff it's all it all says uh, I love that saying that's more about the reader than it is about the text mm. such a great saying because whenever someone like insults you you can just like well you know so it's more about you man like, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's when great. you it's when you roll the dice and they all spread out and you can't make sense of it and then all of them all of a sudden they all just flip over and yeah, <laughs> behind I'm, you. Okay. <laughs> that would be yeah. That, that would freak me the fuck out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Suffice think, to say, yeah. As you say, yeah. I think for me, what I think it is, if you don't want to play with Ouija boards because if something like that does happen, you just literally mm. lose everything. Yeah, your grasp. Yeah, yeah. Just goes, Whoa! Out of it. yeah. You'll start questioning everything. Isn't that great, stage. though? That's good. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Maybe that's what you needed. Yeah, man. That's exactly what Hell you yeah. needed. Oh. Uh, yeah. That can happen just walking down the street anyway. You can meet someone True. on a daily basis and they just, you know, 
change your perception and stuff. Yeah. But, mm, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, Sorry. that's happened to me before. Just ending up like random conversations with people. And the next thing you know, you're just sort of talking about something that you would not expect, and mm. just you know, things just take that we- that turn. Yeah. And, you just, like, and then you walk away going, "Wow, that was probably like the best things ever happened." And you like, wake up the next morning and go, "Who am I?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, we talked about this last time. I'm pretty interested i guess i wouldn't say i believe but um uh in synchronicity and mm. stuff like that yeah we talked about it before it's good yeah it's mm. good, good stuff um just just the idea that uh things the well basically the universe shows you mm. throws you a bone every now and again yeah in the uh, form of uh, coincidences yeah absolutely. um and but that that's what you know going back on what you were saying how your interpretation of your life's events mm are yours yeah and yeah. you can give whatever meaning you want to that yeah and who the fuck can say that you're wrong yeah like how can you have this subjective statement and uh, and generalize all of that as being hokey yeah i guess you know some it's a very some optimistic thing though isn't it scientists will probably shoot me down for that it, unless unless someone thinks that the what's <clears throat> being told to them is they have to go and kill people yeah and then yeah you know, then that becomes a bit of a problem or something that's a worry <laughs> yeah 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 i find generally it's tied to a very optimistic outlook you mm. know what i mean the, the whole synchronicity thing uh, yeah because yeah it, pessimists don't really see too much more into things other than everything's fucked <laughs> you know yeah not what's the point you know and they yeah. give up and you know they don't feel like the universe ever throws them a bone they feel mm. like yeah you're right yeah they're, everyone's they're... shitting on them constantly mm. and that even a glimmer of hope or a promise of something good happening is just waiting to fuck up and blow up in their face and mm. further crush their spirits <laughs> like that's how yeah. pessimists think you know? mm. so yeah you true like that mm. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. shitting myself right now. There, <laughs> there is everything a, I do. There is a positive um, uh, element to believing in synchronicity. Mm. And, and um, yeah, I, it, I don't know if it's also implanted because once the idea of synchronicity is implanted in you, you start to see things uh, a bit yeah. differently. Yeah. I but um, so. I guess that's the power of most magic once that idea is implanted that power of ideas yeah certain symbols mean something mm-hmm. then you give it power but yeah. um the symbols alone have no power until you give it that energy yeah that such as a swastika <laughs> yeah. well yeah. Like, yeah any 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 symbol really man yeah. i look even look around at uh you know just the way you have like your room set up and things like that mm-hmm. like the things that i have on display and that i my mm-hmm. vi- the things that i look at visually each day you know that's why i love working in a comic book store because i am literally in the center of this imagination you know um environment yeah yeah like a <laughs> It's epicenter of of basically all these crazy ideas and Mm. and stuff where they all converge. Um, Convergency is what I was looking for, yeah. Um, Mm. You know, and it's just all encouraged and like, hey, it doesn't matter. No idea is too fucking crazy. Mm. (laughs) Like, and it's all there and encouraged and other people come in and go, yeah, I fucking love this crazy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're you're, you're manifesting a sort of energy in the environment. Yeah. And people will will pick up on that. And superheroes had to speak better people. (laughs) Superheroes are fucking cool. Who's who's your favorite superhero? I used to be, when I was a kid growing up, because I've been reading comic books for 20 years. When I I was a kid, it was all about Spider-Man and Wolverine. And and Batman was okay, but I didn't really read much Batman when I was a kid, because he was DC and... 
Batman's a weird one because he's been like kind of either too dark or too lame, like for for a younger sort of you know thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so fucking Spider Man was always yeah always number one, <laughs> and then the X Men and shit like that. But now my favorite people are uh, Superman. Yes, I'm I'm Superman from day one, and I get so much <laughs> crap for liking Superman. <laughs> Same. <laughs> is that because it's like more the the mainstream go to guy, and then it's kind of naff? Is that the, why the common uh, complaint is that he's a goody two shoes, right? Yeah. And they have people have the same thing about Captain America as well. Yeah, he like, has the whole. Don't understand. Yeah, like, Superman's getting... a friggin' alien. Yeah, 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 he's a friggin' alien. Yeah. He's not, like you get like people like Batman, who's just a, a rich boy with yeah. fancy toys. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man, who got bitten by a spider and stuff like that. Hmm. But Superman is literally, you know, from another planet. Yeah. He's an, he is, he's uh, basically, when he was created, he's kind of like this, you know, the immigrant, perfect immigrant, you know, he comes over and he, then he's a, a Jewish immigrant, basically, you know, like, because um, Joel and um, Joel Schuster and Jerry uh, Siegel, Siegel? Yeah, anyway. Were they Jews Should, as well? Yeah. That explains uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know they they come to America and they you know create this character and mm-hmm. and he's he's an alien from another place he's he's an outcast he grows up amongst them but he he embodies the ideals of that of what America used to represent <laughs> um, you know like what it says on you know that Ellis Island or something like that you know yeah. what I mean? um, and it's amazing like the, it's basically it's modern mythology. And what it's doing there, it's like you don't need Nick Jesus and that shit. You've got Superman, who's an updated version of, of you know, all your um, your tropes, you know. So, I love Superman. He's the fucking best. And he kicks ass. Like, he can mm. do everything. Like, that's people say, oh, he can do everything. There's no fun. But, nah. <laughs> the, the, problem, the, the problems that he faces are actually can be internal as well. So, mm. it's not just about, like, finding a big enough battle. Yeah, there's morality. Yeah. Yeah. dilemmas and internal struggles yeah. and stuff yeah yeah so i fucking love it yeah captain like, america is just a what like a patriotic douchebag with a shield yeah, no, he, see that's what everyone says yeah, yeah. no he, he was a science experiment of some kind wasn't he he's a super soldier but they the idea is that they <laughs> took someone that what was basically he he had such a good heart and such good you know a, such a spirit to him that you know and he couldn't go off to war because he was like just this weakling but because he embodied this the right attitude Mm -hmm. morals and stuff yeah that he was given you know the super serum and stuff like that and he becomes the embodiment of everything that's really good now he's got the muscle the brawn to Mm. to match right you know and um but in the in around like 9 11 times Mm -hmm. they did some and you know in the war in iraq and all that sort of stuff there were some really interesting themes that hit so people always go back to and make fun of the old Captain America stuff. And it was really stagnant. And the idea was really sucking for a good many years mm. until around post nine 11, when um, people like Ed Brubaker really turned that into like, let's actually analyze this whole, you know, truth, justice, American way type type thing and analyze the whole nature of what would a Patriot that loved his country do when he saw that his country was doing things he didn't, believe in mm-hmm. and that shit's fucking gold and when That's you have cool. you have that goody two-shoes american you know symbol of america thing then like actually turn on and say hang on what are what we, are we about yeah that's beautiful <laughs> yeah, that's like cool. that's so that's, that's, that's why i there. fucking love captain america awesome <laughs> yeah that's my cool. mate's got a um a graphic novel 
<clears throat> and it's based on if Superman was part of the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's all, Red Sun. That's yeah. That's I just the one. read yeah, that yeah. recently. It's fantastic. I can't. Was it? It's like he's helping the Russians. Like, yeah, he works for Stalin. Stuff. He's like Stalin's fucking right hand man. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Wonder Woman is um, you know, she's in it as well. She's mm. got her eye on him, and it's a it's a really interesting um interpretation of of mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Batman's like full on like uh, kind of like a you know V for Vend- like <laughs> like a V like a V from V Vendetta <laughs> kind of thing. He's uh, like a rebel, you know, leading the uh, resistance kind of thing, and he's got the you know the fluffy hats. Fucking, what do yeah. they call? What are the Russian? Ha- oh, oh, there's um, a name for him. You know what I'm we talking about? We pick them up a lot on yeah. Daisy. It's so good. And he's like he's flying around. You know, everyone's after him. And he's <laughs> yeah, the woolen hats that cover your ears. Yeah, that they wear in Canada a lot. It's such well. a great, it's mm. such a great comic. Yeah, you read that recently? Yep. Not recently. It was ages yeah. ago, but yeah, yeah, I remember it vaguely. And it's just just seeing it because you know always growing up with Superman mm. and then seeing this other version of Superman like well what the fuck is this mm. Mm. yeah I love that whole sort of context yeah and it's contrast it's brilliant. Like, yeah. I remember Spawn was a big one for me yeah just the art yeah like I could just Top just look at the art yeah, yeah just amazing drawings and then when he uh, I was a big Corn fan at the time as well yeah so when he did you know the cover of Corn follow- and Spawn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did Todd McFarlane do that yeah he did um, follow the leader the cover wow yeah did not know that yeah the, the, the girl uh, playing a uh, on What's the edge. that? Yeah, on the edge of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Mm. about to skip off the edge. That's that, that great. was uh, Todd McFarlane. Maybe. Man, Todd McFarlane was massive in the nineties. Mm. Just freaking massive. He's fucking good at drawing, though. Yeah, it's insane detail. Yeah. yeah, it's funny the people that come into the comic book stores, like the um, the people that ask about Spawn or Image Comics from the nineties, because everything was like how many like belts and bullets and guns and muscles and pockets, like lots of pockets, mm. like on all like utility belts but like full on like shoulder strap utility yeah, belts military with, tactical with, type yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and they come in they're always like you know Johnny likes just some spawn man <laughs> spawn sick eh? you know like those kind of things and it's like they really did they just really like the muscle bound like arm to the teeth characters like that yeah. was like that was like the coolest thing in the yeah. 90s yeah to those but the, spawn was pretty much some sort of a demon wasn't he yeah he's from like uh, he, the, another plane of existence or something like the, the underworld or something like that he's a guy who he's a military it's like a military background or whatever and mm. then he does he burn or he dies somehow and he is given a chance by the devil or whatever to you know come back and but he rebels against the naughty things that they want him to do and, oh right and, yeah they made a movie of spawn couple of years ago didn't they mm. the soundtrack was amazing mm. yeah they had really, like filter and mm. crystal method had manson the that manson. really green uh, what was it long long hard road out of hell yeah it? yeah that's right it's yeah the soundtrack creepy long nails awesome yeah. but now we get people like hancock what do you think of hancock for a superhero nah that's not even <laughs> a thing i don't even i don't even know what that was yeah the, the will will smith and just the drunken Superhero. I don't know what that yeah, was. Yeah. I don't, yeah, <laughs> was that Michael Bay? Yeah. Was that why? Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't know. Just Have ha- you seen the new Ninja Turtles? No, I've seen oh. uh, I've seen screenshots of what they. The it's terrifying. CGI. Yeah, I'm scared to see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really weird. Like I think that's because that's Michael Bay, right? And you know, mm. like what he did with Transformers. I reckon the like these things have lasted so many years. These like these characters and stuff, and they've like these movies have changed the characters. And what was so good about the characters so much. That like and it's actually gonna kill the franchise. Didn't like didn't the movie make him out to be aliens or something like that? 
uh, Transformers or the uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they're aliens. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. That's but not the real story. No, no the real story. Like some some yeah. kid like threw his turtles down the drain or something. Yeah, and got and caught they, in toxic they, waste. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. toxic. It's because toxic waste isn't a concern anymore <laughs> or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like in the in the sixties or you know in the eighties there was cult. You know, you had the nuclear threats or what. You know, all the characters in the in the forties uh, came out of World War mm. Two. You know, and stuff, and all mm-hmm. the characters in the. Um, so in the 60s, it comes radioactivity and, and all this kind of stuff. In the 80s, it's nuclear threats, yeah, you know, yeah. and um, Cold War sort of spy and espionage, all this kind of stuff. And, and now it's uh, aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, aliens. And, and 10 years ago, it was ter- like terrorism or, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and now it's, yeah, it's back to aliens. Now it's back to aliens. <laughs> and I reckon maybe even like AI and computer oh, s- yeah, stuff absolutely, will come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of AI stuff happening now in the movies as well. Have you seen her? Not yet. I want to yes, see that. Yes, I'll watch that. Is that good? It's it's good. It's very it's kind of deep and it's very psychological as mm. well. Mm-hmm. What I love best about it is the way they make it look like a seventies type movie. Yeah, like the whole seventies sci fi era. Oh, really? But okay. The technology is just so advanced. Right. So it's it's really ultimate. So there's type. a vintagey look to it, even yeah, though it's yeah, yeah. futuristic. Mm. Yep, yep. And just yeah, having this relationship with your AI mm. with Siri. <laughs> with Siri. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a long it, long movie as well. It's about did you, two hours. Did Hi you, Siri. Hi. Oh. <laughs> Ask oh Siri my what God, she's wearing. Sheeta loves me. What's she wearing? <laughs> I love you. Oh, I bet you say that to all your Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bitch. Hey. <laughs> I respect you. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. proper. That's what you should have said to her in the I first know. place. Siri has I so many morals and stuff. <laughs> I don't think you're that kind of guy. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen um, some guy got two two iPhones and ended up... And they fought made, with each other. Yeah, right? two series, yeah. like, talking to each other, just wow. asking each other's questions and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little... Skynet just went, you know... <laughs> Skynet. Yeah. <sighs> um, I, speaking of films, I watched uh, Filth recently. Have you seen that? No. It's uh, based off Irvin Welsh, um, you know, go to train spotting and that kind of stuff. Uh, So it's set in Scotland and uh, it's like a kind of corrupt police officer type type dealio. Um, And it makes you feel really gross. And uh, but there's a lot. I've noticed like a trend because I watched Wolf of Wall Street as well, Mm -hmm. which which is great. If you haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's like a trend because I'm DJing at the Luna um, next month. Plug. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plug. Um, Whereabouts? The Luna. The the Luna, the, yeah, Luna at like Leaderville, yeah. Oh right, really? Luna oh, Outdoor. Yeah. Sorry, I was just there. Uh, I saw um, the the national documentary. And oh, I, the singer came oh. down and chatted to the audience. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Did you go see the national? While no, I, I missed out on tickets. Oh, yeah. This sold out at the Belvoir. That was Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was his birthday, and we and everyone brought a cake. Oh, it was, it was like a little celebration, little party with the singer. I awesome. had every intention of going to that because mm-hmm. I I like the national, mm-hmm. but uh, I was DJing at a bondage club. Because <laughs> I do that, that's fun. That's awesome. Oh, so you're DJing so, at so, Luna? So at Luna Outdoor because outdoor, cool. there's a film coming out called Dom Hemingway, right? And this is this like debaucherous, you know, like drug fueled, like this cocaine being done and sex happening every two seconds and swearing mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. And I'm like, man, there's a 
a lot of of that coming out at the moment is like really excessive drug use like uh and sex yeah sort of films i mean i guess they're always around but I just like something i just picked up on this weekend man yeah there's a really a lot of really decadent films coming out these decadent characters really edgy you know? yeah. yeah yeah there's Strange. also one that uh don john with mm-hmm. um what's his name uh guy from inception and gordon Jess- gordon uh, joseph, joseph gordon levitt that's the one and it's something like that he's a- addicted to porn <laughs> <laughs> it's like some some new yorker guy and he's addicted to porn he's got a girlfriend and this whole mm. sort of deep sort of um movie hmm. argument between his girlfriend and him watching porn and all this right. stuff and right. it just looks quite good yeah there's, there's a movie called shame um which the sex addict this is about the sex addict yeah. that you'll never look at porn again you'll just see it's just a downward spiral after that <laughs> after you watch that movie you'll be like holy shit i'm yet to hit that downward yeah. spiral no, I'm, you're gonna, still I'm gonna ride this out to the end <laughs> with dick in hand <laughs> 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 uh, well good good luck to you what downward spiral oh. lies oh. no no i've heard that's quite a uh, i haven't seen it that's it's quite a, a moving film because mm. he can't he can't uh he can't make love anymore yes he's yeah. just fucked he's disassociated he just, he just uh emotion. has sex without connecting with anyone mm. and he and ends up pretty full on super like suicidal and shit yeah <laughs> This goes on a sex bender it's mm. amazing have you heard about that movie about the guy that um he was at some basketball game and he proposed to his then girlfriend mm. and she said no. Oh. And then uh, the reason she said no, it came out, was because um, she thought he had a small dick. Oh, that's... <laughs> so he goes on this uh, journey and he films, he films a whole documentary about what do girls actually think about dick size. So he gets like both sides <laughs> of the spectrum. <laughs> he gets like a guy with a really massive dick mm. and the guy with the massive dick was just as depressed as the guy with a small dick right yeah. because everyone that that had sex with him yeah was only doing it as a novelty like yeah. he's got a big dick but he yeah. couldn't actually have a girlfriend right no one want, wanted to actually be with him so. dude this guy was bitter <laughs> hey like he was really like he would be your girlfriend says no to you in front of millions of people is, the, <laughs> is the movie is the documentary or there's a movie is a movie called hung up Oh, that's a good because question. it should be. Because I'm like, you know, like she's really him. hung up on shit. You know what I mean? Like, way to like just wow. Yeah, but that's interesting, right? They're, they're it is. Both, like, yeah. Depression just could hit anyone. What not- the what the listeners can't see is that we've all got really small dick. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> only to confirm nor deny these accusations <laughs> on the grounds that uh, they may inc- it may incriminate me and modesty is always it's funny the- we should be talking about dick sizes <laughs> we did the same thing with thomas ford did you? yeah i said that i had a sixth sense um with dick sizes yeah. and, and thomas looked like he had a i actually i do remember you saying <laughs> yeah that. yeah yeah. I'm so glad we don't have the webcam set up now. <laughs> well, I can, I can, uh, I can confirm he was too modest, but I can confirm. I've you worked, can, I've you've worked seen in, it, let's right? say I've worked intimately with Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was his God. booking agent, right? Reed Pimp, right? Yeah, I never so. knew he had like shows where people would be completely naked. Yeah, that's, that's some, some fringe business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All theatre people are fucking oh, weird, in a great way. Yeah, in a great way. Nude the fuck up if you're in yeah. the theatre. Yeah. Mm. I was yeah. saying to him, um, I have a theatre friend, and they just get mm. get naked every week. And that's like, they go that's the Swanbourne? thing they do. <laughs> Swanbourne Beach, nudist beach. 
Um, no, they just have house parties where oh. they show up naked. <laughs> literally. They just do, yeah, I'm not going to mention any names. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's Greg. wrong with theater people? <laughs> Susan. Greg. Timothy. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, I won't name them, but Did I, I will show photos of them um, on the yeah. website. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm. Awkward pause. Let's have a break. Do you want to have a break? Do you need to go to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all go to the toilet at the we same should time. We all go to the toilet. And then, and then reconvene. And, and we'll let you know who's the biggest and who's the smallest. This, we're such boys. <laughs> this is what boys do. You need a feminine um, voice on this program. We do. We need, someone we need to, more girls. Someone to balance it out, the, the masculine energy. It's weird when, it's when, a, when guys get together for long periods, weird shit just starts to happen. Yeah. Do you ever find that? I try to be around as many feminine guys as possible, and I try to be as yeah. feminine as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, that's why you come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, am I the feminine voice yeah, for this evening? Yes. Right. <laughs> Lathena. Oh, that would just, that would be rough. Oh. Uh, we'll have a quick break, and we'll be back with Lath. That's horrible. It sounds horrible. You're listening to... Mission Control. Hi, we're back. Oh, hi. We had a break. Um, we were talking in the break about your band, Lights. Mm. You're going to release an album soon, aren't you? Yes, Lights is uh, L-Y-T-S. It's the, it's the uh, electronic production duo, we, we call it. <laughs> it sounds good. When you you and one like other that. guy, right? Jaeger, yeah. who uh, Jaeger and I are uh, housemates and we play together in Fear of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll notice that Fear of Comedy broke up and then Lights were a band pretty much announced the moment after yeah. the band broke up, which was a bit weird because I think last time I was on here, I was talking, no, Fear of Comedy, we're going to keep playing. We, band's going to keep going. It's going to be good. And it was like, I was, I was lying. <laughs> I was pretty much sitting here because you can't promote an album like, you know, oh yeah, we just released this new album. You should check it out. Band's going places. It's going to be great. And like, you, you can't not say that because if you go, yeah, album and then we're broken up. Like, people will be like, <laughs> that fucker gives a shit. Like, yeah. and, well, you're dead. Like, yeah. there's no point investing time and energy into something that's about to... That's, yeah, that's not actually yeah. playing any shows or anything. Yeah, because yeah. people smell that. But I think people could smell the fucking death in the air anyway. anyway so, <laughs> But went out, on a, woo, went out on a high as far as I'm concerned anyway. So, um, so yeah, we started because we were living together. We were working together doing home recording stuff. And... Mm-hmm. And uh, we took a completely different direction to Fear of Comedy, and it was a electronic one. And mm-hmm. uh, he come Jaeger comes from a hip hop background. Oh, cool! And I come from, I guess, the dark alternative type stuff and mm-hmm. the, and the punk sort of scene. Um, and we threw out pretty much all of that, <laughs> and went, yeah, let's do, like do dance music, let's do electronic music, and. And um, that's what we've been doing. Electro, yeah. Electrolytes. Yeah. yeah. Electro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. A bit of Gatorade. A bit of Gatorade, yeah. Gatorade. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's the sort of the idea behind it. And with the home studio, so it just has all come together. I think we did like 17 songs in the first month. Being it's so easy. You just, yeah. If you have one other person and if most of it's uh, electronic, it's... Yeah way easier to hammer out songs than well, getting a whole band together and stuff. look it's, it's easy working with a with an accomplished engineer and and producer as well like he's a 
Yang is a really talented sort of hip hop producer. Right. And, and musician in his own right as well. And so that, uh, it just makes everything so easy. Mm. I can, I can actually go, Hey, Yego, like, give me something like, you know, uh, 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 uh. And he's like, what was that mean? new kids on the block? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are, we're the new, cli- we're the new kids. We were, we were calling it, um, with the new Savage Garden. That's what, that was the, that was the joke that when we were telling people that we were doing this band, they're yeah. like, what, what are you two going to do together? Like, what, what do you think you're going to do? The two of you? Yeah. Be so good, you know. Like we're yeah. gonna be the new Savage Garden. That's what we. <laughs> and everyone was giving a shit, and they started hearing the music, and they're like, "Oh shit, you're, you're actually doing some sort of, mm. you know, the eye on the even an eye on the mainstream kind of vibe, you know." Yeah. So we're doing pop music. Yeah, like electronic. Yeah. Sort of pop music. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's the idea. What and sort of um, hip hop does he listen to? Like the old school style or the new school style? Well, I guess he makes Aussie hip hop because okay, because right. that's what he makes. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's pretty old school. Um, Can't stand Aussie hip hop. Hilltop <laughs> hoods, man. As soon as I hear hilltop hoods, I just run. <laughs> you run, run. You run. <laughs> well, some people run, run to it. You know, so. And there's a, yeah, there's, there's something for everybody, I guess. But that's that's what we're trying to do as well. Mm. But also for ourselves, it's weird not doing um, such. Uh, like fair comedy is really esoteric and, and like really dark and personal and yeah. this kind of thing. And this is quite like, you know, there's lyrics in there, which are pretty much about uh, like sex and money and, you know, balling, but it's, it's also, it's like taking the piss in a little way. Like yeah, yeah. people are going to sing along to it and go, yeah, money and sex is so good. <laughs> and I'm like, wink, wink, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like you're shallow. Fuck you. <laughs> and it's, and that and that's fun, but it's also it's also um, a lot of breakup music because it's all, all the well, stuff came out of after I had a, a nasty breakup, and right. so all the it's all the soul and and like R and B type stuff is mm. is very um, heartfelt and yeah and uh, yeah R and B esque. A lot of uh, a lot of electronic stuff nowadays is incorporating the kind of the trap beats of hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, all uh, like halftime, lots of hi hat, well, stuff like, like that. Jaeger was saying to me like uh, a few weeks back, he was, he was saying you know, one of the cool things is you know he he hears hip hop until I start kind of singing on it, and then it's it's pop or it's you know it's synth pop or it's uh, some other fucking offshoot mm. genre of of electronic music or you know it could have been jay-z but now it's depeche mode do you know yeah. what i mean like it, it that's the kind of you you take the hip out of the hop yeah <laughs> yeah but it's still very hip man. yeah and you've got some like literal light setups don't you yeah um because Jaeger works in av so he's oh, cool. kind of he did a lot of the stuff for isolation and and uh animal ballet and all those kind of things like all the the visual setup for that and uh, so <laughs> we actually we, we, I went around and stole about 30 um, milk crates um, from, from like fresh provisions and, and yeah. um, you know, various Mount Lolly places behind IGA and stuff. And, and then we came back and put butcher's paper. We taped them all together and put butcher's paper around them. And we we're going to use these four pillars that we were going to project on. And then we went, no, nah, butcher's paper, that sucks. Crates aren't going to fit in the car. Fuck that. Mm. So um, he went off to Bunnings and bought... Um, bunch of like wood panels and hinges and we had a day where we painted these um painted these things white and they have the hinges so they fold up collapse like four long planks Mm -hmm. it's eight planks tied together you know so 
and they all just slide into the car with the seat down and now we uh we take these to to uh, all of our gigs and they get set up and then there's visual mapping so we have a laptop um which runs the audio and the um and the video mm, which okay. we then play like a backing track so they're, they're synced together yeah yeah so every every song we play has a synchronized video specific to it you know so oh, everything's cool. got its own cool. video yeah. clip mm-hmm. and as we make video clips for the songs we'll replace the stand you know the, the current imagery with our actual own stuff right because a lot of it's sourced you know like we have a video um a song called kill somebody and we just grabbed a bunch of like gifts from um you know the internet of you know people going with a knife and stuff like that and that's like you know that's in the background when we play and that'll get replaced when we actually do a video clip for that song mm. um, we made a video clip in our backyard okay um i think i saw that yeah, yeah it was it's it's the cool thing about lights is that we basically said we're going to do a band and we're going to do all these things and we've done them and it's been less than six months and now we're basically putting out a full-length album mm-hmm. it's distributed nationally I'm going overseas to try and promote it. Um, and then when I come back, we're going to look at Over East. And two-man band is so easy to tour. Yeah, is, and yeah. decisions and, you know, what direction you take the band in, what imagery you use, how you're presented, what you wear, everything is so much easy, like easier to to approach, to discuss, to finalize, mm. and then away you go. It's locked in. Yeah. Um, to the point where I keep meeting people who are like, I'm doing a band, yeah, I'm trying to find a drummer. I'm like, fuck drummers. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a drummer. You can do I'll anything. Get a like, no, you don't. You need a, you need a Mac. That's <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> so you need. And a yeah. synth. And away you go, man. Like, don't, don't listen to it. Yeah. Or just a, a smaller band in general. Yeah. Just, you know, economize everything. But it's happening more and more. Like, you see, you know, all the bands that are doing really well at the moment are two-piece or three-piece at the most, you know. Mm. Um, and... Yeah. Just the mobility, man. Yeah. You can just get around easier with less people. And you can work with other people. Like, I, we've, um, we got, have you seen Rag and Bone? Yes. Rag I saw Bone? them at the bakery when we did the podcast there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, those guys are great. And we, the singer Kira, we got her to come and do vocals on two tracks. That was that girl that was hitting that uh, floor tom at the bakery. The Dear Santa. I remember the podcast, I remember the gig. <laughs> well, you walked in and uh, there was a girl just hitting a floor. That's time. right, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we just called her up and, and said, we really need, like, some... Someone to hit the floor top. Some <laughs> female... <laughs> we really need uh, the feminine uh, voice on, on this on this track, you know. Mm. And so she came in and you know, just came over and we recorded her singing on two tracks. Mm. And you can do that as a production joy. That's like, you're not part of the band. Like, if we want someone to come and play some sax like mm. this we wrote a song today in about an hour before i came here and mm. then i'm going to make a phone call late later tonight to my friend who plays sax and mm. say hey how about you just come around on thursday and lay some sax mm-hmm. and then we don't need him to be on tour with us we don't yeah. need him to be at every gig because we've got it recorded and we played all backing track yeah so i don't mind though <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know and it's just so you can do such like, bigger ideas. You can do yeah. Uh, have such a wider scope on everything. It opens up the doors for collaboration. And you and don't like, like six piece band was terrible. Mm, it is. I'm in one. I'm <laughs> yeah. in a six piece band. It's it's so am I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing? They quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you're no, 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 that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, it's true. Like just 
just rounding up people for jam is hard enough. Yeah. But yeah. money money sucks. Money hurts for a two piece. Does it? Yeah. I thought um, you could pocket the um the nah. performance fee easier. Well, expenses like, like royalties. Only come, expenses only come out <laughs> yeah. of two people. Where yeah. Six person band, you can split you things can split six it, ways. Yeah. And yeah, 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 true, right. true. We do a four, you know four hundred dollar photo shoot this week. You know that's two hundred bucks each. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a video clip. You know, we did a we did it. We sourced the clip with a DIY kind of mm-hmm. thing and some friends and connections, but but that would normally cost you know a couple of grand, and you split that. You know, an album. We were lucky. We were very lucky because we tried out um, crowdfunding mm-hmm. to put this album out. Because I di- and I did the crowdfunding before I did the actual <laughs> math. <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of I knew from previous like pressings. Oh, it's going to cost about two grand to press an album, mm-hmm. as it does. Um, and mastering shit, two grand. We'll ask for two grand. See if we can get that. That's a modest amount to get our friends and family and fans and people with an interest to, to basically pledge an amount of money. If we hit our target, then they'll donate that money. But if we don't hit the target, no loss. You know, yeah. you don't have to pay. Thankfully, we hit our target of two grand. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, we can do our album. Then I went, oh, well, really loving this band. Like, this, I don't want to just press the album and have 500 CDs under the bed. You know, that old story. You know, mm, yeah. the, we put out an album and we sold 100 at our launch and then there's 100 going out to, you got to mail it all, and, you know, yeah, that shit. Yeah. And then 300 sit under the bed. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> you know, and you sell it maybe three a gig. Want some, you know, month. Screw that. So I um, approached Firestarter Distribution mm-hmm. and... Uh, then that was like okay well now it's going to cost this much and then the mastering was we went oh let's get you know king willie um king. yeah his name's king willie yeah he's yeah. <laughs> in sydney um you know to do the mastering yeah and that's like oh well that's another expense so it becomes we ask ask it becomes like two grand turns into like five <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. Firestarter, they uh, they work on servicing as well. They, yeah, so yeah. we've got them doing our servicing and distribution. Mm. And um, another thing when I quit for a comedy, it was like, fuck managing. Like, fuck doing booking and management. Yeah. Like, I don't ever want to do that shit again. Like, I went from managing between five and ten bands over the last, you know, I don't know say six years or so mm-hmm. 10 probably but yeah um and now i'm like no nah, no way no running venues no fucking mm. any of that shit so i didn't want to send out yeah yeah i don't want to lick stamps I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll like i'll go have a beer with someone and be like yeah hey check our band out but i'm not yeah just meet, meeting up with people and contacts yeah. is, is i, I have to do the management thing at the moment for lights yeah. because we don't have a manager yeah we need a manager mm-hmm. so i don't have to do it and then i can just make music yeah but um that's a, a big thing it's like the that and that was a lot to also say fuck that like fuck any music you know business type stuff i'm just going to do music yeah but i don't mind doing it now for lights because it's with the goal of mm. not doing it ever again <laughs> yeah true <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, uh, Tim Nelson was on uh, uh, two podcasts ago, and he mm. was talking about just the climate of the music industry nowadays. People mm. are kind of being forced to play the booking agent, the manager role, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, and they're just getting burnt out on the business side, and they're just neglecting the music. Yeah, yeah, that happens is, to me. Every, which is all you every should time. be focusing on. You know, it actually is detrimental to your creative process when you're thinking about 
what show you're going to fucking play next and stuff. So. Uh, you know, absolutely. But on the, in the same token, you know, if there's a documentary called DIY or Die yeah. by Steve Albini, mm-hmm. you know, of Big Black and Shellac and, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, he runs his own record store and he's always managed his own bands and all that kind of stuff. And he says, you know, never pay a booking agent, never pay a manager, do it, never pay a graphic designer, never pay, like, do it all yourself. Mm. And I want a happy sort of medium between, <laughs> between yeah. it. Like, it, basically, I'll, I wouldn't want a booking agent in Perth or a manager in Perth. I want a booking agent or manager on the East Coast or overseas. Sydney, man. That's yeah. where all the booking agents are in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, that's what I'm going to concentrate my efforts on. Mm. And hopefully even just like doing things like putting that out there yeah. here and just keeping that in mind is like the goal. That's the, you know, yeah. that uh, we set the sights on. Mm. But it's a very ambitious band trying to do very ambitious things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. But um, yeah, the, the, the big thing now is uh, blogs and online. Posts. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you use Twitter. You're, you're a bit of a Twitter man. A bit of a Twitterer. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I like the fact that it forces you to uh, economize your characters mm. and you don't get people just rant. Well, you do sometimes mm. just ranting blocks of shit yeah. like on Facebook. Yeah. Um, everything's just restricted and... It's all about getting as much information as you can in that one tweet. Yeah. Usually it's a link to an article or something like that. Oh, and the, I, I just like that idea. The yeah. reach to someone you could not otherwise connect with is, is there. Like you can, uh, one of the girls I work with, Jade, she uh, does reviews, comic book reviews. Mm-hmm. And she posted her um, on Twitter. She posts you know, a thing about uh, Hellboy. And the creator of Hellboy saw it, you know, messaged her back and said, hey, I loved it. You know, and one of the editors at Dark, Dark Horse Comics messaged her back. And it's like, holy shit. You know, <laughs> like, if that had just gone on Facebook, probably would never would have yeah, reached yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, putting all... It's, and, and Tumblr, and, well, not Tumblr, but blogs. Yeah. Um, and even Instagram, all these things are... These are new methods, new ways you have to look at trying to get your yeah. music and your, your whatever you're doing out mm. there, writing or film or whatever. That's what I like about Twitter. It's it's It kind of works on that whole butterfly effect concept mm. where literally something you can tweet can have a, a exponential kind of spiral effect yeah. and then three million people could read it, you know, yeah. collectively. Not, not everyone's going to respond to tweets, but people are seeing them. Yeah. Mm. And that's like... Because if, if 30 people retweet you, each of those 30 people, let's say, have 50 people following them, it's yeah. just exponential growth. And, of, and it's of, for a band, know. that's weird, because, like, you could actually... You could lick stamps and send out a thousand CDs mm. and no one will give a crap. But if you can do something on Twitter which gets that guy or that girl uh, the attention gets their attention via Twitter, mm-hmm. like, then you get a phone call or an email yeah. that says, oh, man, I've been following some of your activities and yeah. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's like this new age of uh, new tactics and new uh, techniques to, mm. to get people's attention, which is mm. what I'm looking at doing now. Yeah. And it's we, not so annoying. Mm. We, we've just set up like a Twitter and an Instagram for our band mm. and we've been working on some tracks and just tracking at home just filming little instagram videos and stuff hmm. and within like 10 minutes we've already got like 150 likes of videos and yeah i think when we started the instagram account like a week later we had about 3,000 followers yeah just because that's great our, our singers like major into the social networking stuff yeah and it's just yeah amazing how quickly things can get caught up like that 
Yeah, I, I like that stuff, but I've always copped flack from usually from like you know band members that I've been in with for for putting attention onto that stuff. Yeah, you know, kind of like you said about Tim saying you don't get to do as much music because you're doing sort of manager stuff. Yeah, well, like especially in the Bible bashes who were coming back for a one-off gig in okay. april plug okay. um but those guys like they were like fuck you and your stupid you know facebook shit you know <laughs> we don't even want a facebook we're, <laughs> we're a fucking punk band we don't need that shit you know yeah. and and um and you know fear of comedy as well it happened back in the day it's you spend all your time you know trying to get people to like your band on facebook you know Fucking, why don't you write a goddamn song? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I am, but okay. <laughs> Doing both, how's that? Well, yeah. Just using Instagram and that is just so easy. You know, it's not like an effort that has to go into it. No. It just takes like, you know, 10 seconds to put something up. Exactly. And then you've done yeah. essentially your marketing type stuff mm. that you need to do. Yeah. Can't remember who we were talking to about that as well. Like, uh, nowadays, people want things to be transparent. Yeah. They want to see... You know, fucking what food you eat and shit. Oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm you know, using that as a as a as a metaphor, but like it, people want to see like the crowdfunding and all that stuff. It, yeah. it is transparency. You think people it's, were actually it's asking, to... reaching out for help, and yeah, and it's it's um it's kind of giving everyone a chance to feel like they're contributing to your this, success. Uh, this is why I love crowdfunding, mm. like because. It is quite transparent, and mm. and it only works as, as a pre-order. I mean, if you crowdfunded a band and the reward for giving twenty dollars was a copy of the album when it comes out, then that's just a pre-order, and that's how you gauge interest in your band anyway. Mm. And that's what a record. If you were on a label, the label would offer pre-orders, and that's how they would tell if your band's worth putting more time and energy into. Mm. But like that was incredibly encouraging to raise two thousand dollars for our band. Mm. And yeah. and then get some great reviews as well. On top of that, it's like within the first like you know two months of the band being around, a couple of months of the band being around, you go fuck. Okay, let's do more. Let's do more with this band. Let's you know and but it's transparent. So uh, Voy- uh, Alex from Voyager, he came on the podcast. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think Voyager's latest album is completely crowdfunded. Yeah, so there you go. Mm. It it seems like it. Like it's a handout <laughs> do you know what i mean like it, yeah uh, some people see that as a handout like oh you know can't you afford to do it on your own like you know well no that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also in this like you got to look at it like well how serious is the band like if they really want to get somewhere do they want to like for me i've been doing this shit for ages i i don't have two years to sort of fuck around and wait for lights to save up enough money to do a three thousand dollar video clip and or you know four thousand dollar album and Mm. the two guys put away 20 bucks a week you know yeah every week until we have enough money to do it if i'm gonna sell the product anyway or you know the music or whatever Mm -hmm. then makes sense your pre-order kind of crowdfund thing the yeah that that model's been used everywhere yeah like uh for the game industry now yeah yes the, the yeah. whole the whole pre-alpha thing's just yeah. blown up you you pay access to the game and you watch it grow and you absolutely the, yeah. the community starts to uh give their input mm. as to the outcome of the game yeah and uh it'll it seal it secures your copy and you also have a say in how the game's developed so you know the band vast yeah remember vast yeah i do kind of dropped off the radar it was kind of 
mm. were a band that were doing things for a while. And I think it's John Crosby from Vast. He gets so hands-on with the, with the crowdfunding and crowd interaction that he's quite willing to have them say, this song's crap. It should not be on the album. It's the weakest song. Stop making crap like that. And he goes, well, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'll try something a bit different. If no one likes that song, it's off the album. Yeah. And that's like giving people a, you know, a yeah. choice. Like a, that's a, for me, that's too full. <laughs> it's like, too full of, I would yeah. not, I would not be like, no way. <laughs> Tell I, me exactly what you want. Yeah. That's, just, I think that's rough. You're just like a monkey. Yeah. You're just like dancing for the crowd. Then. Yeah. But you know what we, <laughs> what we did as a reward, if someone put a hundred dollars yeah. into our uh, Kickstarter, we said, we'd write a song for you, but yeah. we didn't specify like if it would be a, like serious, like it could be just like a joke song a parody song a or 30 second jingle about yeah a jingle how style how much that person's a fucking arsehole no they're not an arsehole but I was You're thinking of, I was thinking of doing it a little more seriously today because we've got to we've got to start doing that I was thinking about maybe just asking them like hey seriously what would speak to you like what mm. what's happening in your life at the moment and yeah. what would you like to hear mm. you know a theme give me a theme that represents you at the moment that's something that would connect to you and actually trying to work with that like someone says oh you know i'm having you know problems in my relationship okay i'll write a fucking yeah. relationship <laughs> song for you mm-hmm. like oh I'm, I'm i don't have a direction in my life okay cool thanks mm. <laughs> and i'll give that to him that how fucking personal that would be a bit better than a jingle yeah yeah <laughs> but the jingle would be a lot funnier <laughs> so <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Uh, do you actually get stats after you get the money? You can see exactly who donated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, with with you, ha- what percentage of the uh, the the money donated was from the band. friends? From oh, from friends. Uh, and did you actually get any just random people? A lot of random people. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't even necessarily actually, have to be uh, promo to your friends. It kind of goes on the whole Kickstarter website. Yeah. Yeah. And then people can choose who they want to donate to and yeah. just give money away. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I don't know if. Yeah, I think you can. There are people that just go on Kickstarter and find causes and and projects, to, to and it, they yeah. yeah, they're entrepreneurs and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, uh, ph- philanthropists, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kickstarter philanthropists. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting to see how quickly we made the target from um, a lot of new friends mm-hmm. that like that we've made, rather than like old friends. Mm-hmm. I think that in in Perth as well, if you've been playing for a little while, yeah, and you've been saying "come to my gigs, come to me," like you, you <laughs> run out of favors, like or run out of oh, run out of support in a way because yeah. they know you're a band or a musician and they've seen you and yeah, yeah, what? Give us a call when you, you know, when there's something worth me coming to. That's yeah. kind of the attitude mm-hmm. that can be, and which is no no fault of, of theirs because, man, if I've asked you to come to a gig and say, hey, come down to the gig, let's hang out. I have, and I've not spoken to you all night because I'm running a gig or playing a show. I feel pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was you, I'd be it happens like, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sorry, man. I didn't get a chance to talk to you. I know you made an effort and you thought we were gonna like hang out and be friends, mm-hmm. but always you know, fucking happens to yeah me. and yeah. it's never an intention like it's like you're suckering your friends in yeah but yeah. It, it's an but that's what it seems thing. like to them though. to them absolutely yeah. I, I wholeheartedly believe that I'm sure you've gotten the call while you're on stage like can yeah. you let me in the front and shit yeah. or you get that you know message after like I thought you didn't even say hi to didn't me. even say hi like, yeah well that's uh, I don't know yeah and it, you get then you work. get caught a snob you know you think you're yeah. so good with your band it's like it's not like that at all it's work you're yeah. working that mm-hmm. night yeah. and you would you're inviting someone but they think you're 
there to socialize and that's hang it out. yeah and it's it's a bit hard to do that yeah. especially if djing as well it's the same thing it's like i can't really talk definitely, to definitely yeah <laughs> the, the worst is uh launch nights where yeah. it's mainly friends and family yeah and they're like you didn't even talk to us yeah and you're like well exactly fuck yeah. you but the, but the the crowd funding stats were quite interesting the new friends who so it's like yeah, well, it really was a thing like some of my best friends and my family didn't didn't contribute to it mm. and yeah. i was like wow yeah. i guess you've done enough like they have and it's not like a it wasn't hurt mm-hmm. or anything like that but it was just interesting that complete strangers would give money yeah. over or old acquaintances even that mm. just have been supporting your work yeah mm. and you're like wow man like cool you actually have been following mm. the music that's an interesting point you bring out about uh the crowd and how they see coming to their friends gig as a sort of gesture mm. or favor even a chore but that doesn't have <laughs> a chore in some cases yeah. but that doesn't that's not a long-term market yeah it's because not when, no when you move out of that city you and you're on your own yeah that's the real test yeah. complete strangers coming to your gig is the real no, test you're not, you're not allowed to leave the town or else you become a traitor <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah there's that dilemma but this, no, this, this band's lost respect for perth because they're not playing here anymore <laughs> which is a perfect reason why you're gonna make as many friends as possible everywhere you go yeah because it's it's just making a friend is the same as making a fan mm. just connecting with someone and sharing you know friendship or art and creativity mm, and stuff totally. like that. totally so. i mean like just from la i've got you know a couple of people i can count on my left hand that would let us stay at their place yeah yeah next it's time. great yeah it's Isn't that, that's also a good thing about music is it's not <clears throat> you don't have to be in one place to make the music no. you know mm. you can literally make music on the road no matter where you are mm. you've always got the ability to especially with your music. setup man mm. yeah you i can hit the road <laughs> you can be in a camper van and make right music i know yeah it's it's, it's exciting trek it's, around america it's it's like now it's one of the things where we're, we're talking the talk at the moment yeah and it's like now the album's going to come out and we're doing all the stuff but it's going to be interesting to see if we can walk the walk yeah and I have every intention that, you know, and, and every hope and belief that we will. But still, it's like that thing where you, you're talking a lot. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so you have, to, you have to live up to the expectations. You'll never so. know unless you take those steps anyway. Exactly, yeah. 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 But they, they, they've, well, to, not to divert too much, they've done a study about, um, they reckon that when you talk about what you're going to do, mm. uh, the chances that you're not going to do it are higher yeah. than when you keep it a secret. Is that true? Yeah. Because apparently when you, when you tell someone your idea, you get immediate praise from it. People, oh, that sounds sick. That sounds right, really yeah. good. That energy then kind of dispels a bit. You think so, right? Mm. So, what so about the, self-actualization, though? That's true. That's true. And, I mean, that's, you know, not to mm. go back to a magic-y thing, yeah. <laughs> but... But um, the whole, you know, abracadabra, you know, it's on your shirt, man. Mm. Uh, well, abracadabra yeah. is, you know, um, what I speak will be. Yeah. That's what that means. Uh, rough <laughs> interpretation or translation. What, yeah. I, what I speak will be or become. That's what that means. That's right. Yeah. So that study can suck my dick. The only reason I say that is because when I look throughout my life, yeah. um, the stuff that I've just talked up, n- nothing actually eventuated from it. Yeah. So um, maybe it's just me personally, but I do no, kind I, of agree that when people are praising you for what you're going to do, yeah. the drive kind of, you be like, oh, I'm, I'm getting gratification already yeah. from the praise. Yeah. So, uh, 
maybe that hinders the actual drive to do it. Maybe well, in certain. Thankfully, yeah. I haven't had any praise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like a horrible keep idea. Your, keep your praise to yourself. Mm. We uh, don't approach either Jaeger or, or myself <laughs> with any uh, positive reinforcement for any of the things we talk about. Doing. Theoretically. <laughs> but it, it's also yeah. the same thing like after a gig, you know, everyone will come up and say, oh, that was an awesome gig. But, you know, sometimes it's not an awesome gig. Mm. Not. I can't handle that shit anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, don't lis- I don't listen to positive or negative comments i was gonna say theoretically shouldn't negative reinforcement mean your drive will be like way way higher if you have a whole pile of haters that are just like mm, you guys i just want to prove them wrong absolutely <laughs> i've always found that negative um you know yeah negativity negativity was yeah. always uh, something which just yeah. you know, driving force yeah just yeah. In, in inspired me to go like you know Fuck you. <laughs> well, that, that, that's always why I like to play devil's advocate sometimes. Yeah. Is to yeah. actually get people to question their own thing. Mm. You know? mm. Yeah. It's a good a good role, the devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds cool. Oh, I play devil's advocate. But that, it's <laughs> something like, even even if you agree with someone's decision or what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. if you just play like a, a different alternative to them mm-hmm. that allows them to, you know. It tests them. Yeah. Well, in so a way. Perspective's a beautiful thing. Mm. And you don't often have it when you're... Uh, solely focused on your own thing you know what i mean Mm. you've got you get like tunnel vision and you need like that's what good mates are for you know like Mm. my my best mates they they say nah man you're you're a wanker (laughs) you know i don't think those guys are your friends yeah (laughs) (laughs) but actually come to think think of it they say that all the time (laughs) it's a very australian thing you know like you know it's a very bro thing yeah to to shit on each other it is yeah in, at the end of the day, it's just to kind of test, yeah, test, um, you know, your conviction. To yes, something. absolutely, yeah. which mm. I think is important to do. Mm. Then you go home and cry, and cry. And throw your shit out, and <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate that guy, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. always do this. Uh, Why do you have to be like that? <laughs> Mental alchemy. Just be there for me. <laughs> no, you're a wanker. <laughs> no, 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 I actually mean that you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do this to you, man. Why do you say this? I'm supportive of you. Nah, you shouldn't be. You should call me a wanker. Oh. Uh, well, we, yeah, we, we might we might have a look into the, the crowdfunding thing because we're. Should I be saying this or is it lame to be saying this? No. Well, it depends what we can offer. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Offer it. Well, a jingle. lot, of, a lot of people, are, a lot of people are crowdfunding their podcasts just for basics, you know. But aren't crowd people crowdfunding? Aren't people crowdfunding like stupid things as well? That just like there's a there was a, a mermaid tales thing. These girls wanted to um, wanted to be able to buy really expensive mermaid tails. <laughs> Um, costumes, mermaid costumes. Right. Um, one of my mates um, brought that to my attention. They're like, "See, this is ridiculous. This is crowdfunding gone." <laughs> but then I, I looked into it, and it was kind of like they just want to be mermaids so they can bring, you know, smiles and laughter to the hearts of you know to the faces yeah. of children who love mermaids. <laughs> and when they when they go to you know Hillary's boat harbor. You know, and it, it was like, well, you do want six thousand dollar fucking mermaid tails, yeah, yeah. like you know what? I you give me six thousand for the album, I'll fucking cross dress, you know, and fucking <laughs> like I'll bring fucking joy and laughter to the hearts of Northbridge for fucking yeah. <laughs> you know at four thirty p.m. next Saturday. We're in the mermaid I'll sing the soundtrack to the Little Mermaid. I don't give a fuck. I wonder why no one's done like a a homeless charity crowdfunding. 
Oh man, see, no, they, they should. But, you know, the possibilities. If, if, if people for, are asking people for money for stuff, what's yeah. so hard about asking people for money to give to people that don't have money? Absolutely, you you raise a, a great point. I mean, that's I mean that's fundraising, and I like to fundraise myself. I support fundraising and charities and stuff like that. But yeah, Kickstarter is is and pledge and that kind of stuff. Mm. I, I think you'll find there is that that is happening. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, that I guess the the pledge thing for music and bands and creative people ha- has stemmed out of. Well, we do it for charities. We can do it for creative, <laughs> being a, being a creative types, like you know, being a charity. <laughs> yeah. So it must have you know exploded from that model. Mm. Um, but is it, is it as simple as saying, "Oh, can can I do a crowdfunding for five bucks to go and get a cheeseburger? Or something like oh, that? that's yeah. I think that would that. There's a limit. Is there a limit? Like, is there a minimum amount? If I'll if I'll do a crowdfunding for five so. five bucks, so I get a Happy Meal, and yeah. if you pay the five bucks, this, you can have some chips. You're broke. You're, <laughs> I'll give you some. Yeah, chips. you're broke this week. Oh, that's the reward. The chips. <laughs> the chips. You get a Happy Meal. So <laughs> right, we can share the chips. One yeah. chip each. Like you just made. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone that <laughs> uh, let's look into that. <laughs> Is uh, did you see a minimum? Like, um, was there like a minimum amount that you could no, ask for, or a maximum? I don't amount? remember. I know that Kickstarter take, um, you know, like we raised two thousand and we got eighteen hundred. Yeah. So, which we didn't read like until <laughs> you know the money transferred, and we were like, oh, and it, now it's costing us four. So we were like. Oh man, oh, it's still, <laughs> still something, man. That's yeah, oh, pretty good. Awesome. I'd be happy with two hundred bucks to get some webcams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You'd have my support because I think it's great. Cool. So, yeah, help us out, guys. I'm advocating right now. It's just, I can cut a soundbite for you if you want. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what what would it be? Oh. Hi, my name's Leith Tyranny, and I full <laughs> I wholeheartedly <laughs> endorse this product. <laughs> endorse this product there. That's I uh, wholeheartedly endorse this product. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll put my bank account details on the website yeah. so everyone can just transfer. Just, straight just to remove my Kickstarter from it and just throw up your bank details. <laughs> remove the middleman <laughs> and just say, give me some fucking money. Here's my credit card. Here's my bank account details. Man. Well, you know, uh, like, you know, you suicide girls, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, Do they make models. money? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not one. Um, I'm, is there suicide boys? Oh, good question. Suicide boys. <laughs> there yeah, would be an yeah. alternative. There I'm have sure to be. there would be an yeah. alternative. I know it's... I know boysinmakeup.com. <laughs> so, type that in. Let's find out. Boysinmakeup. Uh, um, guyliner.com or something. I don't know. Yeah, Voyager on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think um, yeah, models have, like, wish lists. Okay. You know, um, and it's like, you know, buy, you know, if you, if you like my my sexy photos this week well here's um pokemon blue that i really want on nintendo fucking <laughs> <laughs> so that's and that's that's like an amazon wish list or some shit right okay yeah yeah i, I know i think i know two suicide girls but yeah you've got to pay to even look at the gallery yeah which- i'm not like a suicide girls um, Neither. Mm, no, I just look thing. at the enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I neither. You know, there's no. I. I don't really. I don't really like porn. 
stuff. You don't like suicide girls is porn. I don't know what you call it. You don't like porn. Stepping back, digging a hole, (laughs) and backtracking. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep going. I'm a man who likes the imagination. So you're not suicide girls is alternative Uh, modeling. I've got a fantastic. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not porn. Alternative models can have wish lists. Is what I'm saying. Let's just pretend. And I know that because I have friends who are alternative models who have wish lists and stuff right and okay. they've told me and I've gone what <laughs> how do I do that like oh, I'm a singer from this fucking band and uh, what I really need is an SM58 yeah. <laughs> you know here, here's you a picture of my here. here's my mailing address uh, um, I do really need a couple of SM58s really so I'll go blah, blah, my Facebook and um, right. yeah I go through microphone <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all the deep threading of the, of the microphones of the microphones <laughs> No, I don't. No, I don't like. I don't like porn too much. I like. I like the imagination, man. I'm an imagination. No, I agree. I agree. You know? I tried. I tried jacking off just to my oh. imagination the other day, <laughs> oh. and then after a while of like, you know, just watching porn to get yeah. off, you're like, all right, I'm just alone in the dark room. Can mm. I do it just with my imagination? Yeah, you can. You can. And I totally yeah. can. <laughs> it gets fucking weird though. Like sometimes you're like, ah, oh, Japanese octopus thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, where did that? Yeah, where'd that come from? I think your own psyche is way more scary than uh, yeah. like, actual porn. <laughs> um, have you seen this, the scene from <laughs> Ghostbusters where the, the ghost like pulls the sheets off Dan Aykroyd's bed mm. and like you know? Ah, uh, I can't remember. It's very like oh, I, I didn't realize like when I was younger that a ghost was giving him a head job. Really? Until much like later, I was like, when I watched it when I was like thirteen, I went, "What?" Because yeah, I watched it like eight or something. I didn't go. Dan Aykroyd is getting head from a ghost. <laughs> you know, it just didn't. How did how did they really elu- just, like how did they imply he's, that? He's like eyes roll back in his head, and like she goes, she slides down the bed like oh, backwards right. like that. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. a ghost job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> you ever had head from a ghost before? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta try it, man. A lot of ectoplasm, ever. <laughs> no. Oh, ectoplasm. Oh. oh, shit. I remember being freaked out by that movie. Yeah. Just some of the. Go- What's the one with the painting? There's Ghostbusters like a, too. A demon in the painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That freaked me the yeah. fuck out. Vigo. Mm, that's right. Bad Vigo. Naughty he Vigo. And, he was weird and foreign yeah. as well. I yeah. think the foreign thing made it even weirder. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> when I go back to New York, I want to go into the sewers and. Uh, Check out to see if there's that piece of slime shit. A random, just off. climb down a random sewer and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> sewer. Hello, sewer people. <laughs> Splinter, is there that is, you? There is sewer people in Las Vegas. That's pretty sad. It, it is, but they have like bookshelves and like fully decked out like apartments in the sewers. In the sewers. <laughs> yes, they wow. get all the stuff from the hotels and they... Like, they just the, hoard it? Yeah, they just fucking hoard it and they've got like families in the sewers oh, and there's sad. a mm. it's terrifying mm. Bec- but wow yeah. their immune system would be amazing Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the start of a new race of people yeah. <laughs> sleeping and living in, sh- in sewer water oh. well sewer thanks for coming from, from sewer people to time for you to go now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to plug? You've got that DJ thing at Luna. Yeah, so uh, can I do a little quick plug? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I should plug mm-hmm. the fact that there's a new DJ night starting at Defectors. Um, That's upstairs from the Scotsman. Upstairs from the Scotsman. It's mm-hmm. me and Jessica Willoughby or DJ Kill. Mm-hmm. That's going to be lots of fun. It's not going to be a goth night. 
so don't worry. Thank God for that. Because no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, or a punk night. It's going right. to be a music night. Mm-hmm. And that's the what we want to say. It's a music night. Right. So come and check so it out. So it's quite varied. The playlist is yes. quite varied. Yes, that's that's the goal anyway. I mean, we were still, we booked it and we're going to start promoting it, but we, <laughs> we'll figure out what we're fucking doing. Now. <laughs> After like, you book yeah. it, you'll figure out what you're doing. But I think that's going to be called the Black Lodge. Cool. Um, and then, so there's that. Doing some uh, Lunar Outdoor Nights um, for the, I'm doing the room. Oh, the movie, night. the room? Yeah. You got your spoons? Yeah. Fucking hell. That's yeah. going to be torture. Uh, and uh, and Dom Hemingway are the two nights that I'm doing. Besides that, there is uh, a Lights album. Lights album. On the, When's this go up, this podcast? I Tonight. Really? Yeah. Well, fucking hell. We'll okay. Tonight. Well, tonight, plug tomorrow, yeah. Well, yeah. in that case, this Saturday at uh, the Claremont Hotel for an- Antics. Antics. Lights are playing. Cool. Um, with Man in the Clouds, who's Tao and uh, Dave from... Uh, weapon is sound or uh, actually it's Mal from Sleepy Jackson and 777 he's he's playing drums on this one oh cool uh, and then Light's album launch in March on the 22nd and uh, where's that that's uh, that'll be fl- uh, Velvet Lounge Velvet Lounge oh yeah. also near the yeah yeah I'm oh. doing a lot of stuff at, at Flying Scotsman and stuff I it's don't know it's just a good that's a very good, like, good area good, good area that whole corner I really like small bars at the moment mm. like if you can take your band or your night and you can pack uncomfortably pack a small room then that says you're ready to do a bigger room if you can't pack the small room you know with cheap beer and <laughs> and you know good people mm-hmm. then what are you doing in a larger room there's no point booking the bakery for our CD launch if we can't fill the bakery yeah um, yeah so true Yep. And it looks cool. Like you have like everyone packed in. It's all yeah. sweaty and like fucking <laughs> everyone's carrying their beers above their shoulders yeah. up near their head. You know, like, it's a, fucking great. A packed small room is way better than a half empty. Yeah. Big like room. play yeah. Rose Mountain. Yeah. Like there's just people up the front. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's everyone's weird. having rump steaks out the front. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, May, I'll, I'll be uh, going to philadelphia for the philly 777 philly cheesesteak yeah i won't be having a cheesesteak <laughs> no no oh that's right yeah that's cheese and meat yeah both things you can't no, have no, i won't do that <laughs> but uh uh what else there's something else but you know just check out lights and um and come to some of these dj nights mm-hmm. so you're in you're in uh, america for like two weeks mm. three weeks mm. it's gonna be Ooh. good just fun. New York and Philadelphia and LA and L. Oh, and LA. You didn't tell you us can't about go. You didn't mention LA. LA. I love it. You're gonna hook me up with some peeps. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. They're all pot dealers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the place I'm staying at had like 420 friendly on the on the you know B and B. That's that Airbnb. sells me instantly. I was like, well, is it Airbnb or Waken like Air Waken Bay? You know. What I mean? <laughs> So, Hell yeah! Absolutely, I'm pretty sure that you know uh, the uh, 420 uh, was a big part of why my marriage never happened <laughs> <laughs> while uh, going across the United States. But mm. but uh, I'm going there as a single man. Cool. Mm. So uh, no one. You're out of Shawshank. <laughs> the chains are off. I climbed through a river of shit. <laughs> Yeah. Girls, girls, girls on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. No, Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I don't want. No, is that a strip club? I'm yeah. not going to do that. No, I don't. I don't go to strip clubs. Mm, I don't think. A weird uh, chemistry. It, um, the strippers are my kryptonite. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. As in you? You? Uh, I shouldn't say that on air. 
<laughs> Why would I say that? It's like, that's the reason I can't have porn. I can't have, I can't have nice things. No, I, um, it's not good. It's not good for me. I want to keep focused on. It's just um, a downward spiral. Sex wilts my passion. Right, man. right. No, I'm kidding. Really, you just, it's just like a downward spiral of Cheetos and porn, and then you, next thing you know, you kill. <laughs> Next thing you know, uh, you're killing hookers. I'm never getting a. I'm never going to date a nice girl after this podcast <laughs> because of the false bravado and machismo. <laughs> that's, that's Cheetos, coming, extra hot Cheetos. That's coming out of this. Look, I'm looking for a nice girl. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I've met some nice girls. I'm not. I'm not talking. This is not late dating game. Fuck this. We're not talking about my porn or my <laughs> or your relationship problems. Yeah, or any of that shit. You got. You know what you'll hear about those in a song. Nice so. girls message Lath on Facebook. Nice girls message last. <laughs> that's that's what that's the auto, name of my autobiography. Oh. <laughs> no, I want to go back to LA so bad. Well, yeah, well, hope you have a good time over there. It's gonna be great. Yeah. How long in LA for? Only oh, only four days. Four. Uh, that's yeah, all right. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. but that's I'm staying enough. right. Um, last time I stayed at West Hollywood. This time I'm actually staying like. Um, around the corner from Chinese theatre and, and stuff like that. That's, that's where I was pretty much, right that's, behind... River you're in filth town there, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. I'm going to walk behind out... Behind the In-N-Out Burger, behind, between In-N-Out Burger and Roosevelt Hotel was where I was staying. You're going to like <laughs> basically walk down some, some steps and then be hit with like a drunk guy in an Iron Man costume. Like that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's... You're like, oh, look, there's Hello Kitty and Mario and yeah. fucking Jesus Christ. People just <laughs> dress up and walk down to the theatre and they get well, tips Times, from times Square's the same. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, that's the, I saw a Batman, um, you know, a drunk, homeless Batman, <laughs> you know, in, in New York. I saw him in LA as well. Yeah, yeah. it's not the same dude, obviously. <laughs> there's like a drunk, there's a franchise. No, what are you talking about? Bruce Wayne. Drunk He was walking down the road, like he had his mask in his hands. Like, I walked past and I oh, what's up, Bruce? Mm. And he looked at me like, what? Yeah. I'm just like, you don't even know who you are. I caught yeah. Batman texting. Like he had, he was looking down and he had his cape like over his shoulders and he was texting like this but it looked like it was Batman playing with himself in his cape yeah. <laughs> or checking the piss or something yeah. yeah yeah and it was really he was like had his head down he was looking all depressed and then his cape sort of blew in the wind and I was like oh he's texting but for a second there it was like depressed Batman having a wank yeah, and like, yeah he's just having enough <laughs> Batman's really let himself go yeah <laughs> oh, last plug hang on sure comic it. books mm. fucking come to my work at the Perth Comic Centre and come what's the address? What's, what's the address? 621 Hay Street Mall. Fuck yeah. Mm, that's and, one upstairs, isn't it? And it's not like, you know, I don't, I'm not getting paid to say this. I love my job. You know what I mean? I, I love would working love in a comic book store. Well. It's like awesome. dream come true. Mm. And um, it's the kind of comic book store like, you know, you can come in if you've never read comics before. And like one of the staff, like myself, will grab you and be like, what do you like? It's weird though. People, we say, what do you like? And people go, oh, I don't have any money. <laughs> and I go like, nah, I know that. Like, I don't, I don't care if you have money. Like, what do you like? Yeah. And they say, well, I haven't really read comics before. Yeah, yeah. man, you should read this. This is awesome. That's cool. Or we talk. We just talk about movies mm. or whatever. It's like a pop culture store, you know. I've right. got a. So, I've got a mate that goes down to the comic book store pretty much once a week. 
and pick up a whole bunch of comics. From our one? Or I'm, just, or I'm just not sure if it's your one. How many it doesn't matter. Anyway. Are there, how many comic book stores are there? There's like there? four, man. There's like Is heaps, there? yeah. Oh, okay, I'll find out but which one. We try and really just... It's a, I'll a direct fun, him towards your one. <laughs> fun, friendly atmosphere. We play a lot of prints. Who's the boss there? Our bosses live in Adelaide because it's an offshoot of Adelaide Comic Center. Right. So there's no boss at the store. So we can um, do a podcast in the comic book store. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I tell you what, we're, we're doing um, Oz Comic Con end of March. You should talk to our boss at doing a podcast from our stall. That sounds pretty yeah. cool. That sounds comical. And we can actually get some pretty cool guests coming down and stopping by. And Man, I'm sure you get some. Pe- some definitely get some. Well, I'll, I'll try, try and get Batman on the podcast. We'll try and get that Bruce Wayne himself on the podcast. I, I, it's yeah. out of my authority to say whether or <laughs> sure. not we can actually make this happen. But sure. I, but I, I think it'd why be not. pretty I mean, cool. It's like free. It's like an audio promo. We'll just go down and set our own tent up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You forget it. Sit outside the door. But um, <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Supernova and all those sort of things. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should try to do that. That's that's interesting. I mean, it, it, a I'll lot talk. of people are opening up to the the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'll talk to the powers that be. Sure, the man <laughs> maybe, upstairs. Maybe yeah, we can we can do it. I had my photo taken with some customers this week. Yeah, just because I had come and have a good time, you know, and we talk yeah. shit and and they were like, "Can we get a photo with you?" I'm like, "Are you kidding? I'm like comic book celebrity man. It's fucking awesome." <laughs> I'm gonna drop by your store, man. You should. So yeah, it's there, there's, there's no coffee. problem with walking in and just reading the comics. You don't have to, or you're obligated to buy them. Like oh once God. you touch, you must. You guys no, don't no. pressure people. No, we don't pressure. No, you don't sound like that type of store no. anyway. It's yeah. it's more just like, this is awesome. Oh mm. my God, I read this. It comes from real passion. Like for, you know, if I read a comic book tonight when I go to work tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, oh man, I read this last night and it fucking kicked my ass. Mm. And you should read it. And then I put it back down and they pick it up and go, okay. Mm take your advice and i and i usually act surprised <laughs> usually like what really yeah. fucking take my advice you shame. <laughs> i don't actually work here yeah <laughs> yeah well, that's it that sounds really cool we uh yeah we should go down and hang out yeah that sounds really like, cool like check it out i mean I, I don't read comics but i, I just love the, the comic book culture mm. i think the art and the the community that it has is, is awesome yeah it's a it's a really cool community mm. the, the whovians we have daleks that visit the store Regularly, um, they said someone wheels in in a dialect. Big What's that from Doctor Who? You know, oh. and we have people that dress up as Doctor Who that come in regularly. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a Spider Man came in a few months ago, and um, I was like a little girl. <laughs> I was like, Started Spider-Man! weeping uncontrollably. It was such a good Spider Man costume. Really? Oh, so good. It was like a six thousand dollars Spider Man costume. Wow! <laughs> fucking nuts. Woven out wow. of real spider webs. Yeah, yeah. we've had Chewbacca <laughs> come mm. in. And- Everything. It's crazy. You've got to have the right build to be in certain suits, though. I know. You? I've got to come up with a costume for, my, for, for Comic-Con. Yeah. To, and I've got to work all day in it. So I've got to figure out something. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. See, I just look like a little, a little girl. So what? I can probably cosplay a girl. Like Sailor Moon or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> You're some more Sailor Venus. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this shit's over. Thanks so much for coming down. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, uh, Daryl. Anything else we want to say? We've said so much. We've said so much shit. There's so much incriminating. <laughs> I know. Uh, the cops will be listening to this. <laughs> um, cool. We'll be back uh, soon with another episode. I think... We have, yeah, we locked him in, but we, we've locked in uh, Ben Young, mm. the uh, director. Yeah, I met him at the comic book store. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a pretty cool dude, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, he just finished uh, John Butler's latest clip. He bought Eye Contacts. 
right. for John Butler's video. They were all zombies, right? Store. Yeah, huh. John Butler has a whole pile of zombies in this new clip, which huh. is pretty pretty interesting. Edgy for John Butler, isn't <laughs> <it's interesting. laughs> Yeah, uh, so that would be interesting. Um, all right, we'll uh, speak to you then. Bye. Go, Cheers. You're listening to Mission Control. <laughs>